0: You're tuned in to the Three Pixels Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Three Pixels Podcast. We are here with another episode for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just a quick note before we get into the episode, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, the link will be in the show notes below. Click the link and see what we have to offer. We have a few little kickbacks in return for your generous support so if you do want to support us then click links in the show notes and have a look for further information right so let me introduce two wonderful co-hosts who are back for this episode i have darby first hi darby how's it going
1: hey doing good how are you
0: doing very good thank you martin was very keen there so i thought i'd uh, let him wait a bit longer and martin how are you doing
2: i'm feeling good thank you very much ben although obviously off air you'd know that's not the full truth but we'll yeah. get into that <laughs> yeah we,
0: we may or may not have just had an hour-long conversation we, we essentially made a podcast before making the podcast but we'll gloss over that so this episode probably isn't going to make martin feel any more zen we are talking about the us and the ongoing conflict it has with china and this time it's all about the internet and about apps In another move destined to inflame tensions with the Chinese government, the Trump administration took aim at TikTok and WeChat, citing national security concerns. The president signed a pair of executive orders that bar Americans or anyone subject to US jurisdiction from doing business with the social media apps. The order takes effect in 45 days, seemingly giving TikTok leeway to be acquired by Microsoft, which has said is in talks to buy parts of the video platform from its parent company, ByteDance. While vaguely worded, the orders could have far-reaching consequences, including for the future of America's relatively free and open internet. WeChat, owned by China's Tencent, is used by millions of people in the US to maintain personal and business relationships with people in China. Many American technology firms also have customers in the country and could be hurt by any response from Beijing. The US business community is really concerned. I mean, who would buy an Apple iPhone in China if we can't use WeChat on it," says Paul Triolo, an expert in global technology policy at Eurasia Group, a think tank. In a statement, TikTok said it was shocked by the orders. The company has repeatedly insisted that it is not beholden to the Chinese government, and it argues the Trump administration has failed to provide evidence that the app poses a risk to US citizens. For nearly a year, we have sought to engage with the US government in good faith to provide a constructive solution to the concerns that have been expressed, TikTok said. What we encountered instead was that the administration paid no attention to facts, dictated terms of an agreement without going through standard legal process and tried to insert itself into negotiations between private businesses. TikTok, which has tens of millions of users in the US, began attracting the attention of lawmakers last fall who expressed worries about its ties to Beijing. A spokesperson for Tencent said the company was reviewing the order to get more understanding, WeChat has over 1 billion users, most of them in China, who rely on the app for everything from messaging to paying for coffee and booking a doctor's appointment. In the US, it's an important way for immigrants and students to reach relatives and friends back home. If this happens and it really becomes impossible to use WeChat here, that will be a major factor for Chinese people considering studying, visiting or doing anything here, says Jeremy Goldcorn, editor-in-chief of SupChina, co-founder of the Chinese affairs podcast, Sinica. a lot to do there a lot to go through there but what seems to be happening and was backed by US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo that there's some sort of clean internet happening is what the US is calling it which means removing any chinese influence and chinese company from the internet in the US but this is causing a lot of worry looking towards a breaking up of the global internet the so-called splinternet is generally used when we talk about china or more recently russia this is not something we usually talk about in what should be considered a first world country. Are we looking at a great firewall of the US? Mine. what do you think?
2: This does remind me of the sort of 80s of America in terms of the Soviet Union and the American sort of flexing their muscle. And it still harkens back to that day as well as Darby was talking about Ronald Reagan, his crackdown on drugs. And this is what it sort of reminds me of. It sort of runs with the crackdown on anything that's non-American that could pose the most minuscule of threats. And at the moment, I've seen nothing that sort of portrays that TikTok has any threat level at all. And it's just complete fear-mongering once again. My full feelings of this is that, yeah, they're trying to divide people over something so trivial in my, in my opinion. At the moment we're in web 4.0, so where people are trying to be more connected and especially what's going on around the world, people wanna feel more connected more than ever. People at home uh, feel so disconnected from actual reality that the four walls surround them has become the norm to them. And things like TikTok and social media platforms have really made an escape for anyone and everyone. And that's what TikTok's real aim is to make accessible for everyone and anyone. Now, if you start taking that away from people, obviously, this is the backlash that you're going to face. You know, people are going to rise up and say, hang on, this is our, you know, freedom. Funny to say that about America, a country that's always believed everything should be free and you should be able to speak your mind. But now that's in question. And like I said, it harkens back to those old days that you see in film of, Of two countries trying to flex their muscle but no longer the Soviet Union you have now China and I just think that the administration behind this is in the wrong that that it shouldn't be outright banned it kind of seems funny
0: that Trump never actually got his physical war so he's going after a digital war and it's not Mexico this time it's China and the message is almost kind of the same right if it's not u.s then it's bad i just find it kind of funny when you think about it
2: it's beyond a joke now in my opinion I, I i can't believe it's having so much news press over it and trying to some people even trying to justify it. it it seems so bizarre to me maybe i live in just a completely different world to donald trump and the probability of this ban actually going through is Super, super unlikely. Like the US would then have to get everyone who owns a cellular device with this app on to delete it. It would then have to be taken off Google and Apple stores, uh, as well as they've had a hardline stance against this entirety of what Donald Trump and his administration are doing, which we'll get on probably later on in the podcast to talk about more about individual companies and their reactions to this. It's just, baffling so i actually take it to our very own american in terms of daviana and i would like to understand you know where do you sit on the fence of this
1: i am firmly in the camp of the apps that i choose to download and use on my own phone are my business and we've discussed on the podcast before how this is obviously a political move and doesn't really have anything to do with privacy rights and data issues. The fact of the matter is, is that in the year of our Lord 2020, the idea of truly owning your own data and the idea of privacy as an individual who regularly uses the internet and other social media platforms, at this point, that's simply a fallacy. And to think that other companies aren't already harvesting and selling my data is ridiculous. And that's something that I think that we all have had to kind of come to terms with and make our own individual decisions on whether continuing to use that social media platform is worth it to us, fully knowing that they're collecting and selling your data. And from what I can tell, TikTok is not doing anything beyond what other websites are doing. Personally, I really enjoy TikTok. I would be sad to see it go, but more than that, I would be angry and afraid about where this line of censorship takes us. And on a slightly lighter note, I would like to add that um, the term clean internet or the idea of a sanitized internet is really funny to me because it reminds me of all of the censorship that I try to do at work for the teenagers that I'm working with right now because we can only watch things that have been deemed appropriate, but there aren't any hard and fast rules about that, so it's kind of up to me. But at the same time, the organization's ideas of appropriateness and my ideas of appropriateness for 12-year-olds are slightly different. (laughs) And I recently came up against this because I thought it would be appropriate if I looked through the lyrics of the songs suggested to me by my 12 and 13 year olds, made sure that they were what I thought was appropriate, (laughs) and then I would play them. You know, no harm, no foul. I was pre-checking, making sure that they were fine. (laughs) But recently, one of my supervisors, I guess you would call him, came around and said that We can only play Disney music and instrumental music. We cannot play any kid's bop because it might be inappropriate. We cannot play like normal, real music at all, no matter if we pre-check it or not. And that's what this idea reminds me of, a sanitized internet where the government, the the big adult telling us what we can and cannot consume feels very condescending and demeaning. And it's so obviously a political move. It just feels icky and makes me feel very powerless.
2: What you said there is probably the consensus that I have from over here. It it almost does feel a bit, we're the adult here. What you think and say doesn't really matter. We We know what's best for you. And my always thoughts were, if you say to an American that you can't do something, they'll try their best to prove you wrong and just completely go against what you've just said. And I feel that this is just going to completely backfire 100%. You know, and I just want to also put it out there, but this has happened in terms of an outright ban to TikTok around the world. This happened in India not long ago. And I feel a lot of people are worried that, This has happened before and this almost privilege will be taken away from people to have an app.
0: Yeah, I mean, it has happened before, as you say, in India. Yet again, another political move. We've talked about it before. India and China don't particularly get on that well. So it wasn't surprise when India started uh, closing down on the things from China. I mean, that even goes down to physical products that get shipped into india uh, which has been causing apple problems recently and yeah it's a lot of people who got to talk together i mean this is a, a way off and there's there's conversations about actually is this even legal can this even be done you know there, there's so many issues along the road with even trying to, to ban this and it's kind of convoluted it's it's, it's not as simple as uh, pushing a button or they're ban they're gone there's a lot of talking that has to go on but i think from my point of view the conversation is less about TikTok physically, but it's also about the conversation in generally about censoring data, censoring information. And yeah, as you say, this kind of baby state, the U.S. Sh- should be setting the standard rather than copying. I'll be interested to see what Apple's response is to this. I don't think that they've said too much right now. I think they've stayed quiet and uh, seen what's going on. I know that they already have enough going on um, from the hearings that went on recently about Do they have too much power over consumers? So I think that they're trying to stay quiet for a reason right now and see how this thing pads out. I do know that Bill Gates has spoken out against the whole Microsoft acquisition and said it's not a good idea and he isn't really in support of it. So it'd be interesting to see. And just to fill in a little bit, this would be set countries like the US that Microsoft would be in control over the data. And that would essentially see TikTok being three apps and being three ecosystems. One ecosystem of US-based users in the US one of Chinese users in China and one of the rest of the world. And I do wonder how that will break up the user base. Will people in the UK, for instance, not be able to see people from the US's TikToks and vice versa? I don't know. Because currently you can't see the Chinese's versions, posts or anything that gets pushed that separate. We could only see outside of China that version of TikTok. So it'd be very interesting to see if this does happen, how that breaks it up. And it, you know it could make... The whole platform worse and less interesting for for everyone else watching it
1: i do find it very strange how donald trump supporters are so anti-socialist and yet donald trump is the one who is pushing toward censoring the internet for americans i do wonder what donald trump supporters think about that i mean Maybe they think, oh, well, it's Trump, so I guess he knows best and that's all right then. But I do wonder what they think about the idea of censorship in terms of our internet usage, especially considering, okay, maybe they don't care about the teens on TikTok, but maybe they would care more if it started being applied to other social media platforms. Or other websites.
0: The worrying thing is that this is the start of a trend and it's a bad trend to start. And you said a very interesting point that it seems very anti their beliefs. And I think it's anti their beliefs in other ways too. And this could really backfire on Trump even more. There's talks that there are Chinese business people based in the US who would be big funders normally of the Republicans because. Of their views and you know, their want of big business in general. And there's already talks that, you know, that this could be a sign of them not being able to commit and do their business in the US because killing off one of the biggest forms of communication between China and the US. And then also discouraging them from want- wanting to, because seeing this as a form of attack against their country. So this could backfire massively, not only for the people who are Chinese living in the US that are voting, but also the business people who are helping fund the Trump campaign and others as well. So this could alienate and cause issues for the Republicans in more ways than one.
2: You know, Trump has got an election coming up very soon, and it'd be very interesting to see how it will affect his results in the coming months, because this is going to be very fresh in people's minds about the whole TikTok debacle and the other things that he hasn't fulfilled on his promise when coming into the office. So I feel this is sort of, he's caught a bad storm at the moment and he's trying his best to navigate out of it and trying to push other things on top of it. But, you know, you've made your bed now. It's time to sleep in it. that That's my thoughts on this whole Donald Trump thing at the moment. We've
0: got to remember here that, yes, social media companies aren't angels. Like they make money for a reason, that they do use some of our data. However, the fact is, the bigger social media platforms out there, the existing ones, are no saints. And in fact, research suggests that potentially that American-based are the worst, and that TikTok actually isn't as bad as those, especially if we go back to things like Cambridge Analytica and the scandals that happened during the last elections. The U.S. pulling this China's the bad guy type one. And it's very hard to know whether China are involved in TikTok at all, because TikTok have been trying to distance themselves away for a long time from China, knowing that that brings a bad name and that that brings some concerns or worries or uneasiness. But I still stand on the fact that the U.S. government is snooping on data anyway they're using social media platforms for their own benefit and then especially like trump gets upset when the social media platforms fight back a little bit and then tries to use his force to then stop them from being able to do that whether it's you know putting in rules or whatever neither side are really a saints here and be better than each other uh, when it comes down to it. and there's, there's there is there is suggestion that maybe you'll be worse off spending time on Facebook and Twitter and other social media platforms based in the US and Snapchat, for instance, and Instagram, rather than you would on TikTok. I just want to
2: bring up what Bill Gates had to say about the whole uh, ban on TikTok. Uh, This was taken by The Verge, and he was talking about the potential deal. But he did have this to say, I agree that the principle this is proceeding on is slightly strange. As well as he goes on to say, the cut thing has doubly strange anyway, Microsoft will have to deal with all of that. So clearly, Microsoft are in the front running of buying TikTok, which I think uh, if you look on a lot of news sources, that that is what a lot of people are reporting. And in terms of uh, Apple, it does seem like they're not going to be as uh, persistent in buying TikTok. An article here by 9to5Mac saying that Microsoft recently shared its efforts to acquire TikTok. U- U.S. business in public blog posts, I honestly think that Microsoft will just blow up the competition and just have TikTok under their banner. Microsoft
0: have been dying to get a seat at the table for a while. It was funny because during the hearings recently, you had Facebook, you had Google, you had Amazon, you had Apple, and Microsoft weren't there. And I have a feeling that they are feeling a little bit sour by the fact that you know they, they don't have a seat at the table considering they were the leaders for such a long time and, you know, they are no longer the leaders. They really try to get into the smartphone game, failed miserably. They even ended up buying Nokia, failed miserably. Apple and Google have kind of run away with it. So I think that for them, this is a perfect opportunity. Oh, we we can get involved here. We, We can kind of have the seat at the table and to clarify it's US, Australia, Canada, and New Zealand operations doesn't mean that they'll physically own TikTok. It's really quite convoluted. And obviously the deal is still to be wrapped up if it's still in conversations, you know, it's all kind of speculative. The idea is that Microsoft will keep US data in their data centers in the US, whereas currently everyone's data is in Hong Kong. So that's the idea, is that the app is still gonna be developed most likely in Hong Kong, but it's just Microsoft are, you know, are dealing with the data, the physical data of the US citizens, of the Australian citizen, Canadian and New Zealand. And it would be really funny if one of those other nations like Canada, or Australia, uh, you know, spoke up and went, Hang on, we don't want the US having all our data. <laughs> like why are we involved with this? Because I haven't heard anything from them, but they seem to be involved in this. You know, maybe they're maybe they're staying quiet. Maybe that, you know, they are having conversations behind closed doors. I don't know. Microsoft seems to want to have some sort of presence going on, and this seems to be the opportunity. This is a personal view of mine, but I think Bill Gates is funny f- for saying this because he really pushed Microsoft's involvement with China and really tried to get them more involved with China, knowing that they're a developing country years ago. And now he seems to be like, oh, I'm not, not so sure about this. This might not be a good idea type of thing. So, Now he's not involved with Microsoft, I don't know, he seems to be saying a little bit of a different story, but it's quite interesting um, to see that, considering he was such an advocate
2: at the time. Yes, you're quite right, and I actually quite remember him being quite a front-runner. For him to be a little sceptical on it's sort of like, well, you've created this beast, but at the same time, he's more of a figurehead now, if I believe, than someone who's fully involved in Microsoft. He's not in control of Microsoft anymore.
1: One last thing that's been on my mind about TikTok is that in the last couple of months of using it, I've actually seen where it's had a positive influence on people's lives. So for example, I've said before on the podcast how I have found beloved new music on TikTok from artists that I never would have found. So I think that TikTok is a great platform for small artists to get their music out, to be heard, whereas a platform like YouTube, it might get completely drowned out from all the other noise. I just wanted to share an anecdote of a TikTok that I saw this morning, actually. It was a man walking and he was taking a video of himself. And he was talking about how he's six days sober and he really wanted to relapse the day before but then he remembered how he takes one of these videos every single day so that stopped him even though he was like really wanting to relapse. And he was like really happy at the thought of, oh gosh, I'm having so much anxiety right now. Like all I want to do is just self-medicate, but I can't because I take these daily TikTok videos. And it just got me thinking for the past couple hours, I don't use every single social media platform. I don't use Instagram. I don't use Twitter that much. I mean, I have a page, I guess, but I'm not an avid user, but of the social media platforms that I use, I cannot think of a recent time when any good came out of them. Like I can't even remember a time when any good came out of Facebook, like at all. And that's the platform that I've basically grown up on. I mean, I had a MySpace, but I was at the cusp of the death of Myspace when I first started really using the internet. I don't know what it is about TikTok as a platform, whether it's the people that are attracted to it or the algorithm that they use. I don't know what it is. I've seen genuine good come out of it into the world.
0: So in summary, there's a lot to think about and it brings up a greater conversation about the internet and about how we look at the internet. And these conversations have been had before. We've talked about censorship and the issues that, that arises. So this isn't the first time and it certainly won't be the last time. As the internet becomes more prevalent in our lives, these conversations will become all too common and hopefully something positive comes out of it. One can hope. Who knows where this will go What will happen? Will Microsoft end up purchasing anything? Will it fall through? Will Trump get blocked in certain ways? We don't know. All we know right now is this conversation is happening and it's really interesting to have it and to see what possible outcomes could be and what the future could hold. So please get in touch and let us know your thoughts on this. It's an important conversation to have as the the internet should be free for everyone and censorship is not something that we should stand for our social media will be in the show notes as usual so check them out and let us know your opinion we may just read some of them out in the next episode don't forget you can subscribe to never miss another episode and we'll keep you updated as the outcome and more news breaks Thank you to Davy and Martin for joining us.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you to mine as well. Thank you very much. It's been another pleasant episode. Uh, mostly pleasant for mine because he actually had some ribs midway through, but no <laughs> one will know that until I've just said it. So uh, you're welcome.
2: Yeah, I haven't had dinner at all. As well as the last time I ate was at nine this Try morning. And no, actually, we actually have a barbecue going on in, in my nice. house. And um, my dad actually came in half with the recorder and said, are you sure you, do you want anything? I was like, all right, I'll have something. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had ribs, bits of chicken, uh, had a couple of sausages. It's been she great. A good time. But, yeah, so I've had a great time.
1: <laughs> Martin's been having pod snacks.
0: He has. He has. So uh, you guys listening along wouldn't have known that because we are so professional. But I thought I wanted to fill you in on that a little bit of information thank you for listening we'll see you guys on the next episode adios see you later bye you're tuned in to the three pixels podcast
2: yeah i've fully enjoyed my room so far Great! I'm, I'm so glad, Martin. I'm so glad. That's really made my using. It made me laugh because, like, um, I could see like, when I first had it, to see Ben's face to, like shaking his head but smiling at the same time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, for God's sake, Martin. <laughs> it's totally fine, it's okay. mate. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know, you could have shared some, but yeah, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not yeah, that man, bitter about maybe,
2: it. Maybe next time, I guess.
0: Uh, sure. <laughs> mm, sure.
2: Mm.
1: I still have some more ribs here. I'm about to eat them after we go <laughs> off there. <air>. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. completely.